0: Hi, I'm Yusuf Zine. My latest TVO Today podcast is on how a Canadian ends up in a Chinese prison and if he's even alive. Listen and subscribe to Extradition. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You're listening to a TVO podcast.
0: Just a quick note before we start there's a lot of swearing in this episode, so listener discretion is advised. I'm Colin Ellis and you're listening to On Docs, a podcast about documentaries and the stories they tell. On today's episode, we're joined by Karina Palmatesta and Pippa Johnstone of the TVO podcast Word Bomb to talk about Netflix's docuseries, History of Swearwords.
2: Words don't start out as swear words, they're just words.
1: Somebody decided at some point that this is a swear word. There's an acronymic etymology, fornication under consent of the king. This household has been given my consent to fall. It is total horseshit. There's something
0: innately human about swearing.
1: More conservative people try and invalidate
0: people they disagree with by, like, pointing to their language. parental advisory sticker to me was implicitly racist. Who's deciding these are bad words? Bitch.
1: Stop. Pussy.
0: I'm Nicolas Cage. Let's get fucked. Hosted by one of my favorite actors, Nicolas Cage, History of Swear Words looks at some of the English language's most notorious words through a historical lens with actors, comedians, etymologists, and lexicographers, providing the context around some of our favorite curse words. The series features reactionary words like shit, fuck, and damn, and ones that can be used as slurs like bitch, whose entry in the Merriam-Webster dictionary was pretty controversial.
1: So when I was working at Merriam-Webster, I noticed that the entry for bitch in one of our dictionaries had no labels. It just said that the word bitch meant a female dog and a domineering woman. So it didn't say that bitch was an offensive word. It didn't say that it was a disapproving or disparaging word. So that really is kind of what sent me down the rabbit hole of of bitch and how did it end up not having a label in the dictionary? It now does. I put one in.
0: That was Corey Stamper, one of the lexicographers and academics they speak to in the series. But alongside all the experts is a whole cast of comedians who provide more anecdotal uses of the word.
1: If I ever have a daughter someday, I would much rather her identify as a bitch than a nice girl. I mean, I guess the ultimate goal is for her to be a nice bitch.
0: History of Swear Words is a mix of different voices, and Pippa and Karina are here as our resident word experts to help us sort through the best and worst parts of it. Stay with us. Well, Pippa and Karina, thank you so much for joining me on OnDocs today.
2: Oh, our pleasure. No problem.
0: I like to think of you two as our sister podcast.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you feel the same about
0: us, but I, I feel like uh, Word Bomb and Ondox, you know, we're siblings in this.
2: In a way, for sure.
0: I think, you know, we part of the reason we wanted to have you two on, as well as being our, our sister podcast, is because you both spend a lot of time thinking about words and the way language evolves. And, um, you know, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about Word Bomb for people who aren't f- maybe familiar with it.
1: Krina, do you want to take a, take this one? Yeah, I'll take it away. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, on Word Bomb, we choose one word per episode that we kind of deconstruct and talk about in 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 terms of how it's changing. So we like to pick words that are in a moment of flux um, in in society in its usage and talk to people who the word might have uh, affected or um, just take it apart and kind of see where it started and where it is now.
0: Pippa, when you're when you're building an episode, uh, how do you kind of figure out what words you want to unpack and who you want to speak to?
2: Oh, good question. Um, a lot of the words we deal with touch on identity, so in those cases, we're usually including guests who have like lived experience with a word. Uh, a lot of our guests are academics as well. Um, I think we try to sort of cover the bases, so like we don't want to have too many words that deal with sexuality in the same season, or too many that deal with uh, <laughs> current events. In like, you know, we don't want to <laughs> talk about the word mm-hmm. pandemic. Like, no one wants to hear that right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, we try to avoid the things that everyone's sick of talking about, <laughs> and and try to think of something that's like still still timely, still current, but um, that aren't is isn't talked to death. I guess absolutely.
0: You definitely picked some interesting ones. Like I like the polyamory one. I think you did one on that. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah.
1: That was fun. Uh, I think fun. you did
0: one on moist, which I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you hate that word.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. That was from our first season, which feels yes. like a really long time it ago. It does. Yeah.
2: So we've done three seasons now and are heading into a fourth, which uh, awesome. I'm sure there's lots of words we'll be looking for <laughs> pitch- pitches on. So if you have any ideas, call it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, definitely. I'll try and
0: think of some. Well, uh, for our purposes today, we're going to be talking about uh, a Netflix series called The History of Swear words, which is hosted by uh, the great Nicolas Cage. Swear words are the most popular and alluring taboos we have, but the secrets to their strange power have been shrouded in mystery until now. Join me on a journey through the history, evolution, and cultural impact of swear words. And um, this is an interesting series because, you know, they're, they're speaking with etymologists you know academics lexicographers which is i think i'd never (laughs) i'm sorry to say i don't think i heard of this uh profession before uh historians but then you know they also have comedians and actors and uh you know sarah silverman's in it nick offerman's in it um what i wonder what you thought of the mix of people they spoke to
1: it was definitely interesting uh i uh uh, side note, lexicographer as a as a like job is something I'm so jazzed about. And the, the lexicographer they ha- I know, I know. Um, but the, the lexicographer they had on I thought did such a good job. Oh, yeah. I think her name's Cory Cory Stamper. Yeah. I, I looked up her. She used to work the one in the yellow shirt. With, right. her, with the purple hair. She's so cool. Yeah, with the purple hair. Yeah, she was very cool. I really, really liked her.
0: Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's an interesting, um, for me, like, I thought the, the way they, they, the words that they chose, you know, they kind of uh, run the spectrum of, I guess, all the types of swear words you can think of. So, like, from the, you know, kind of the reactionary and universal, the ones that we all kind of say, like, shit, damn, and fuck. And I should just say, you know, I'm, we're going to be cursing in the podcast, <laughs> so if you have kids we
1: sure listening, are. <laughs> you
0: should probably uh, turn it off now. Can't really get around um, There's Yeah, no, you can't. And then there's, you know, the ones that are, I guess, more sexualized, more, I guess, Considered more profane, like dick and pussy, and then there's slurs like bitch, uh, which you know is also definitely used as a weapon. Uh, but then also there's a you know people who reclaim it, which we'll get into. But I just wonder what you thought of the, I guess, the spectrum of words that they chose.
2: I feel like the spectrum is like pretty comprehensive. Um, I, uh, Karina and I watched two episodes. We watched um, we watched bitch and we watched fuck. This is fun to swear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually get to do this. Um, Me neither. Yeah, so we watched those two, but I, I saw that, you know, the other episodes they cover, some of them are, you know, way more dramatically offensive to people. Some are a lot less. One thing I, I read about before coming on here was that they made no mention of George Carlin in the whole episode. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I wanted to
2: mention that too. Interesting. Isn't that wild? How, did, they like, do how that? did that not come up? Isn't that basically the yeah. framing device for the season? Yeah. I think
0: George Carlin, if for people who don't know, is a very famous comedian who I think he had... Uh, was it Seven mm-hmm. Words You Can't Say? Something like yeah. that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I feel like it's a huge missed opportunity that there weren't seven episodes. Yeah, at least, I was surprised. at the very least.
0: They called them bad words. Dirty. Filthy, foul,
1: vile, vulgar, coarse, cursing, cussing, swearing, and all I could think of was shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Right?
0: We, we should get into the uh, specific episode. So you mentioned uh, fucking bitch. And yes, it's very strange swearing on a podcast. I don't know why. But um, yeah, let's let's talk about the F word. Um this is the first episode, and it's uh, it's got a couple of different interesting origins. Um, what did you think, I guess, of the the origin of of the of the word "fuck"?
2: Okay, so full disclosure, Karina and I actually did an episode on sex in our most recent season. And yeah, okay. we so definitely very familiar. dug into we dug into fuck a bit um, on yeah. that podcast. We had to bleep, <laughs> but I guess things have loosened up since 2020.
1: <laughs> it's a whole new year. <laughs>
0: yeah, pandemics changed everything. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it it was interesting. Um, it went into something that we we've talked about with different words on the show a bit, which is how like everyone thinks that old words are. Acronyms that aren't that like they didn't start as acronyms, but everyone's kind of retroactively applying acronyms to them to explain it. And no, like not the case. <laughs> yeah, they went into that a bit.
0: Yeah, it's it. Would, it, it I I should have wrote it down. Do you remember what the acronym what it's st- what it stood for?
1: Um, oh God, no, I now I Fornicating don't. under f- consent his... of the king. Yes, because yeah, 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 yeah. you needed
0: the permission of the king right. to have sex.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Crazy, <laughs> and
0: it, it, it was even a. It was even in names. People were named John LaFucker.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did like that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, no. I well, that's. I guess it's. I mean, I don't know when that kind of stopped being used in names, but I just thought that was astounding.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a big world. Maybe there are still some Lafuckers kicking around, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, rural towns somewhere that we don't know of. But it's just their name. Who knows? Still.
0: Well, were you surprised at though just how versatile it, be, it, it can use? Because some people like can use it um, to say to you know em- emphasize something you know cr- tragic has happened. You know, like the way they can enunciate "fuck." You know, like mm-hmm. something like big deal. Or you could say it just as an angry you know like
2: "fuck." Yeah, like yeah. just
0: like. <laughs> and again, this is so weird. Um, <laughs> But what did you think about, I guess, just the, the the versatility of the word? I
2: mean, it is truly so versatile. And we kind of talked about this a little bit in sex, but, like, it's the best word when there's big feelings, whether they're positive or negative. Like, if, if your friend tells you they got a job or something, like, fuck, oh, my God. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, like, if somebody tells you really serious bad news, it's, like, absolutely the first word I would use, right? And it sort of yeah. kind of covers the gamut. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and but I think it wasn't that it wasn't surprising in that like I think we have a lot of words on our show that are incredibly versatile and and you realize that when you start digging into them just in terms of like parts of speech like the 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 different parts of speech it can be used in we've had some words like 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> said like <laughs> three times in a row yep. there um, that that can be used in virtually any any way any any part of speech that you want to slot it in it works and i think fuck is one of those Mm -hmm.
0: well it's also even like kind of a a protest word right like i mean i think uh there's a rapper and comedian in the series i think his name is open mike eagle i love that name Mm -hmm. Uh, who says you know it's there's there's, obviously everyone knows the the famous nwa song fuck the police and just how it was kind of um, a you know throwing it at the police you know just the police harassment and everything like that Um, and you know, I think he says it's not, it was more, it was said more out of a sense of disappointment in law enforcement rather than anger. I don't know if I agree with that. I think it, I think they could be both. Um, but I just wonder, you know, the role that reception plays in a words usage, because the police were obviously (laughs) furious at that, at that, at that song. Uh, yeah. I wonder what you thought of that.
2: I think that was one of my favorite sections of that episode for sure. It's a point that, um, that I, you know, like you don't hear made all the time. And I really like the way they framed it. It is, it's like, maybe it's not disappointment like you're saying, but it's like the farthest extreme of disappointment when your back has been turned. It, the, their back has been turned on you so many times that it's the only, like it's the last bastion, <laughs> this word. It's so strong. Um, and I think yeah. it, I think that section was really um, powerful and it was like something I hadn't thought about necessarily before.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I feel like it's weird to call to, to say that fuck the police is about being disappointed in <laughs> so I I think it's about being angry. I think it's okay yeah. that it's about being angry. It's it yeah. Just so disappointed no, that you're like yeah. <laughs> I'm I, I'm, not I'm not mad, I'm I disappointed. Feel let down. I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Something
0: else that that surprised me about the f word, Well, it doesn't surprise me because I, I watch a lot of movies and uh in the United States they have the MPAA, the movie Picture Association of America. I think that's what it stands for. And so they have very strict rules about how many times you can say the F word. Like you can't say it. If you say it in a, if you want a movie to be PG-13, you can only say it, I think, once. I love that. And it can't be in regards to sex, right? Like it could be said in anger. But if you say it any more than that, it it immediately gets an R rating. And um, it's funny. I remember, are you guys a fan of of the movie uh, Before Sunrise?
2: Uh, I actually haven't seen them but i have i'm seen very it. familiar with the the idea of them <laughs>
0: it's 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 an r rated movie despite having no sex and just a few choice curse words i guess the f word is said a few times oh, wow. in it. and it's a perfect movie for people who are under 8, 17 like it's not like a, mm-hmm. a, a profane at all but it's because of these rules around the f word like you know it's a it's an r rated movie even though it's perfectly fine for the <laughs> younger viewers it's interesting
1: Yeah, I had no idea about that rule until I watched this, actually. I didn't know. And I think it's funny to think about how, like, people must be kind of jockeying for position of of who gets to say fuck, like, who's the one who gets gifted the word in the script.
2: I know I loved the School of Rock example that Sarah Silverman gives. It's hard to think about, like, a movie like that having the F word in it feels extreme. But if it's just in there once, maybe we would just accept it.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's funny how in Marvel movies they they're sort of um, I don't think they ever use it, but they're, they 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 kind of cleverly try to sneak yeah. it in, but it's cut off at the <laughs> at the at the exact like middle part of the word. <laughs> it's just like fa, and then it's just like cut the next scene or whatever, yeah. cut the to credits totally. Well, I, that's that's a that's a, okay. That's the episode first episode. So if you're if you're not crazy about uh, the rest of the series, or if you're not crazy about the F word, you're probably not going to like the rest of the series because it, it you know it, it continues to go down from there in terms of the uh, vulgarity. But uh, I think you know the the next one we should talk about probably about is um, a little more controversial. It's uh, the B word, but we're gonna, I'm gonna say it. I don't normally say it, you know, if-
1: uh, Go for I'm, it. I'm uh, talking say to it. anyone. <laughs> no, well, you know, I, I don't say it,
0: you know, <laughs> usually in conversation, but it, it's it's the word
2: bitch. Colin, I think <laughs> that you just explained so much about this word based on how long it took you to get there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really Getting is- around to it. <laughs> it really is so much more loaded than fuck.
0: It seems to me that bitch isn't a word. It's a moment, an experience. Other swear words like shit, fuck, damn are reactionary and universal, but bitch can be used like a weapon, and it's personal. It's very loaded. Yes. It well. It but, well. Yeah. Now we'll get into that. But you know, I guess. Um, is this the most offensive word do you think, in at least in terms of this, uh, in in terms of this series?
2: In terms of the words that they've chosen for this series, um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. In terms of the words <laughs> that are out there, another comes no. to mind.
0: Sure. Well, it, you know, something I think even it's brought up, you know, just, uh, how it, 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 it there, there's a, I think someone says, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. That's a Spider-Man uh, <laughs> reference, but it, it's, it's, Uncle it's Benson. a recognition that the word bitch is kind of, it can be used to harm people. Um, yes. so I guess, what do you think of its slur status?
1: It packs a punch. I mean, yeah, you know, like it, it I, again, it really is about who's saying it, when, how, why, like it can, I, it can pack zero punch and a lot of punch based on that. It's all right? context, yeah. It's all context, yeah.
0: Do you guys ever say it?
2: Honestly, no. It's not really something I can pull off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I don't really either. I I think I say it really rarely, and um, when I do, it feels significant mm-hmm. when I say it. So, hmm. yeah, I, I'd say it's not... I don't call my friends bitches <laughs> particularly. I don't. I don't really do no, that. No, neither. It just doesn't 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 feel natural in my mouth. No.
0: Well, the context of the word is interesting, like or how it's used in context, because I think sometimes remember people used to say, "Well, that was bitchin'.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't
0: think anyone says that anymore, but that was sort of a a, a way of saying something was, I guess, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you know, I think when I do say it, it's like. If I hurt myself, right? Like if I stub my toe or I don't know, something angers me, I'll be like, oh, son of a bitch. Like, just (laughs) like, I'll I'll say it in that reference. So I guess, I guess that kind of context is sort of important. eh?
1: I think so. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll, I'll I'll rattle off a son of a bitch once in a while. (laughs) Not a, not a bitch standalone, but a son of a bitch somehow is softer. Oh, totally. (laughs) I almost don't think of that as being the word bitch at all. No. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Well, you know, it's it's like there's there's they make this connection also just between who uh, the word is being said to and who is being said by. Like, yeah. if, like I mentioned, you know, women can kind of say it to each other. Uh, I think in drag culture, it's also
2: yeah.
0: uh, fairly commonly. Is what, what do you think of that?
2: I think like we've been saying, like context is so essential, and I think they kind of make this point in the in the episode about. If a man says it to a woman, there's very few contexts where that's okay. If they're both maybe straight people, like it, it depends on so many layers of identity. Um, yeah. But yeah, there are certain times where it's totally acceptable to hear <laughs> that word from someone, even if, you know, you're not pulling it off if you're me. Um, but in terms of the, yeah, if there's like a power differential or like structural things in place, totally, totally a heavy word.
1: And I mm. always think with words like this uh, that are so context dependent, I, I just always think it's so amazing how our our brains can like sift through so many levels and layers of context and, and arrive at like a very fast snap conclusion of like that was okay or that wasn't okay. Yeah. You know, like you have an instant feeling as soon as it's said yes or no. And and yeah, I I just think it's cool how we parse that so like so quickly mm-hmm.
0: do you think intention matters like i, I find we're, we're, there's a lot of co- discourse around the intent of someone you know even if they're from say a, a a demographic that's maybe has more power in society like i think there's there's a lot of questioning around whether or not their intent matters when they say a word um, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm actually not, I'm actually not thinking of the, of the word bitch in this case. I'm actually thinking of the N word, which mm-hmm. has come up a lot lately, especially, oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys have been following with the New York yeah. times and there was that reporter who was fired. So I just, I guess I just wonder kind of how much that matters in terms of how the word is received, I guess. I
2: was going to say, I feel like if we're talking about the word bitch, I feel like, you know, there's like, I feel like if that word was used in my presence in a way that I've deemed not super acceptable, I feel like there is, it's, It's not the highest word on the pecking order, so there is a little bit of like I have some sympathy for intention, and yet when it comes to the situation you're talking about with the N word, no, it's only impact. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah,
1: Yeah, same. I completely agree. I don't think it's
0: a tougher one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
2: No, no. I was just gonna say I don't think "bitch" is a slur to me in the way that racialized slurs are.
1: No, it's it doesn't. It's not not remotely. Yeah.
0: I, I agree. It's it's for me tougher to say like than bitch. I just can't say the the full word. <laughs> like it just it's uh, yeah. it makes me very uncomfortable. And I, and I, I actually, I would say that for the f word as it applies to uh, the the gay slur, yeah. not the fuck. But you know you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I do feel
2: like a little bit of that kind of gut punch when I hear the word bitch in a certain context. Like I think it does have some of that power, but nowhere mm. near like. Yeah, women are not marginalized in the way that other groups are. So um, yeah, it's all it's all about context and it's all about the structural situation of the place where you're hearing that word happen too.
0: Do, do you ever watch the Simpsons episode where uh, Bart is referring to, um, Not his, his. he has a dog named Sansa Little-Helbert, but they adopt another female dog and he refers to uh, her as a bitch. And Marge is like, Bart? He's like, well, well, that's what she is.
1: Oh my God.
2: And
0: then she's like, well, I'm gonna write the dictionary people and get that fixed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I feel like a bitch as a female dog is such a... I, I feel like everyone did that in fourth grade. A hundred percent. Well, in fairness, Bart
0: Simpson is a 10-year-old,
1: so... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right around
2: there. And to be fair to that, they say in the show that it didn't have... De- um, the. There was no signal in the Merriam-Webster dictionary until 2015 that this word was pejorative. Right. I can't believe yeah. how recent that was.
1: That Yeah, that is wild.
0: Marge Simpson was right to write the dictionary. People, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why it happened. <laughs>
0: um, what do you think of the word being reclaimed? A lot of r- female rappers use it. Lizzo is very uh, she well, she calls herself that bitch as opposed to a bitch. I thought that was an interesting uh, distinction. What, what do you think of? I guess the the way it's been reclaimed by by some women.
2: Um, I mean, I love Lizzo, and I also yeah. love the song "Bitch." Like any time that it's used in music in a powerful way, I think it that. Pa- the, the, p-
0: the Meredith Brooks song. Yeah,
2: <laughs> my
1: childhood.
0: <laughs> I'm a, bitch, I'm a lover. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, totally.
1: I mean like all powered to someone who's who's using it in art to like pack a punch. I think that's that's completely cool. Yeah,
2: especially because yeah. bitch has been kind of a word that's used against ambitious women so if people are reclaiming it in that way like I think it's exciting
1: <laughs> it's also something in a like a lyric in a song that you can kind of just belt out it's very different from calling someone a bitch mm. to their face on the street like it's just a different thing yeah mm. totally
0: but I think I think sometimes what happens though and we see this again with the n-word right it's just when the group that's that that, that is the t- recipient often of that word is using it 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 it's, it sometimes people who I guess are in the dominant position, you know, are or like, well, why can't I say it? If they, it's okay for them to say it, why can't I say it? <laughs> what do you do with people like that? I, I mean, I I don't think that way, but I, but I'm just saying, like, people do think that way. What do you what do you do with people like that?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just a deep sigh. Um, um, I think you fire them from the New York Times. Yeah, I think that's a good first step. Um... Honestly, like, it, I feel like people who ask that aren't genuinely asking. Do you
2: mm.
1: know what I mean? Like, it's not, they're not coming at it from a place of curiosity, right? And sometimes you just, um, it's, a, it's a question of how much effort you're willing to expend on that person in the moment, right? <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: I, I guess the people who, who think that way are kind of, I, I think they feel like there's an unfairness in the fact that they are not allowed to do something that other people, they see other people do with total abandon. And maybe, I don't know, I don't know how to educate those folks, but I guess I would just, I, well, first of all, I'd say maybe watch this series and you'll understand. Um, but I, I often, I, I find when I come across folks like who say that I'm kind of like, like you, I kind of give a deep sigh. It's like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And
2: I don't think they really want to open the can of worms that is talking about unfairness in most of these dynamics. Right.
1: No. Yeah.
0: Well, I think, you know, we, we don't have time. We didn't, we aren't going to get into every episode of the series because there's, there's like I said, six episodes. And for anyone who's interested, you can watch them on Netflix. There's the there's an episode on shit. There's an episode on dick. <laughs> there's an episode on pussy. There's an episode on damn. Uh, but overall, I guess, uh, do you have any thoughts about the series as, as a whole? Like, what do you think of, I guess, the the idea itself?
2: Um, Colin, how honest are we allowed to be?
0: <laughs> as honest as you want, Pippa. <laughs>
2: Uh, I think that this series suffers from a certain aesthetic that Netflix editing likes, which is rapid fire. And it takes, it goes so fast that I feel like it's so hard for them to dip anywhere below the surface. And each of these episodes is 20 minutes, which, I mean, like, Karina and I, our, our episodes are usually around that length. But it just doesn't feel like we're really able to get anywhere with these topics. Like, they're trying to do so much in such little time and then add so many uh, I would say extraneous jokes that aren't necessarily <laughs> helping us. So funny, yeah, they're not not really making us laugh sometimes. Um, yeah. And animations I, uh... and stuff. So I don't know. I felt like it just didn't get anywhere, and it was kind of frustrating in that way.
1: Yeah, it felt very like a surface level treatment, and a little cr- like I felt <laughs> I felt like embarrassed <laughs> watching it. Yeah. Not because they were swear words, but just because it like kind of fell flat a lot. I thought and. Um. Yeah, it it's this, like, it's as if it was meant to be a bunch of 30-second YouTube clips, yeah. but it, it's strung into 20 minutes. It's got that, like, herky-jerky kind of feeling of, like, that frantic... Feeling.
2: I don't know if this is just because I'm a producer, but I kept imagining their production schedule, and I'm like, okay, so they got 25 minutes with Nikki Glaser, and they just had to, like, whip through questions and get these, like, kind of bland one-liners from each comedian or each expert, and it just felt like I was like, spend some time with these people, like, I don't know, we we watch Fuckin' and Bitch, and Nick Offerman, I swear to God, he probably takes up a total of, like, 10 seconds, and I was like, I think he ha- you're wasting yeah, Nick yeah.
1: Offerman. <laughs> Come on, I saw him, and I was like, Oh boy, and then he just <laughs> I think he got like two sentences in, and yeah, it just moved on.
0: I have to say, I'm in complete agreement. I actually, even though I, I kind of like the length, because uh, you know, 20 minutes an episode on a swear word seems like a I think enough time, but I, I, I don't invest a lot of time thinking about words as much. Uh, that said, I think also it, it's, it's really not funny. <laughs> like, it's not a funny series. Like these are no. and these you. are comedians. You know, like they're not and they're not they're not really making me laugh. And well, I love Nick Cage. Like I think he's great, but I just think uh, I don't know. There's just was something missing. I, th- I think you said it, it all kind of fell flat.
1: I think when you string together so many one liners together, they, like you, you can't. Um, maybe the the comedians they had on are are funny when they get to like build to a point, but they they're never really allowed to do that in any way
2: i'd also say the expert voices i felt like they did sort of a disservice to them for example we've got like i don't know these charming uh academics who are just bringing it in terms of storytelling and like they're just like looking lovely on camera and like being so present and and then i just was the one that comes to mind is in the episode on fuck there is uh this story she tells about this um you know the background uh, stuff that Karina mentioned before, and they put this whole animation in with like kind of like this like erotic voices coming through. Do you know what I'm talking about, Colin? Where they have yeah, this sort yeah. of I think so, yeah. This animated sequence, and you're just sort of like I'm like, oh my god, I'm just cringing, imagining <laughs> what it was like for her to watch what they did with her interview. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you would have liked to have seen, I guess, more um, more time with the actual experts on the words, and and uh, really, I guess dive into these words a little more is that is that fair to say
2: yeah and i think Uh if they were using a comedian who had something really great to say about a word and how they use it in their routine and like how they think about it artistically like i would be so game for like a real conversation about that but the one-liners don't really do anybody service
0: well listen guys this was great thank you so much for joining me today
2: this was really fun thanks for having us
0: and that's the podcast History of Swear words is available on Netflix. While you're here, why not give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about us? It helps new listeners find the show. You can also follow me on Twitter at ColinLS81. Thanks to producer and editor Matthew Amara, senior producer Katie O'Connor, production support coordinators Nikki Ashworth and Jonathan Hollowell, and executive producer Laurie Few. We'll catch you at the next screening.